Hello and welcome to another episode of Caskheads. I'm your host Jordan and with me is my brother Luke, who despite his best efforts is actually learning some things about whiskey and not just the one distillery Tamdu. I'm not learning anything. I didn't even know there was a distillery. I thought that was a bottle name. So clearly I'm still quite far behind. But what we got in store for today's episode because I can read your notes once because we have a different setup. That's right. First of all, I do want to apologize for the delay on the last episode when it came out. Um, we did have problems with my microphone. The mic had to be returned due to some faults and we only found out after recording. Uh, that's why the whole episode kind of got delayed and we tried to get rid of as much of the squeaking noise as possible, but I'm aware it still exists. Uh, we're experimenting with a new setup and I can't wait for a replacement mic, to be honest. I feel like every episode is, we're trying something different this time. <laughs> really, we should just like move the mic around and record little five second bleeps, but it was time for that. You were also sick last week. That's true, I was. So you couldn't edit anything and... Not with the well, not with the coronavirus. Oh no, you didn't have coronavirus, no. I would, no, I, I, I would, would still sick. not be recovered. <laughs> <laughs> now, unless you have anything else to add, I, I think we can get on with the episode. Yeah, no, crack on. Let's go. Wow. So. 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 Today, I thought we'd look at India, which is a country that makes whiskey, as I've mentioned before. I honestly thought you were... Today, we're going to look at India, which is a country. (laughs) Next. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I have mentioned before that India makes whiskey. Um, Now that we've kind of wrapped up our first look at American whiskey, I thought, why not cover Indian malts next? Yeah, India is one of the ones I wanted to try. It was what was it that I really wanted? Indian whiskey and was it Thai whiskey? I really wanted Taiwanese well? whiskey. And by try, I mean smell. Um, you've shown an interest in Japanese whiskey. Japanese as well. whiskey, yes. Because I think they're fun. Um, but I have a bottle of Indian whiskey open, so that's what we're going with. Yes, Paul John. Right? How do you know? Um, because you talked about it literally yesterday. Today? Oh, okay. Or the day before. Because I, I asked what uh, episode we were recording, and you said, well, I have a bottle of Paul John open, and I'm like, catalogue it, catalogue it! <laughs> I wrote it all over my arms and everything. Like going into the old, in, into like school yeah, tests. Yeah, the classic. <laughs> you know, when your homework is literally up your entire arm, it's like, I can't wash my left hand. <laughs> so the country of India has actually been distilling... Uh, and have indeed been making whiskey as well for a while. They were first kind of distilling back in the 18th century. Um, however, due to the lack of barley over there and the tendency to as- uh, to assign that for things like going into food, they tended to, when they made what they called whiskey, use molasses instead of barley. Molasses. Yep, molasses. A classic. Molasses always makes me think of, like, the old times. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I, know, I feel like it shows up in westerns a lot. Yeah, it does. Um, ooh, ooh, the summer... No, something passes like molasses in summertime. Baby, it's all right. Yeah, that's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> yeah, what is it that passes like molasses in the summertime? The workday passes like molasses. Ah, that's in it. How are we both playing that song we listen to? Wait, I was much. working my way through the lecture, through the words. Ah, uh, okay. Jimothy so, Buffett. Actually, Alan Jackson. And Jimothy Buffett. At that stage, Alan Jackson. Okay, I love that song, though. Uh, So yes, the country has been distilling since the 18th century. Um, However, due to, like I was saying, the lack of barley uh, and the tendency to assign what little there is uh, to going into food instead of just making whiskey with it. Yeah, food is somewhat more important. Yeah, they they used molasses, uh, which kind of breaks the international defined parameters of what makes a whiskey. But they don't have the same rules, right? Because they're not in... Scotland. Well, that's the thing. Following following the Indian rules, 
they can still class it as whiskey. Yes. If they want to sell it as whiskey to places within like the European Union and things like that in America and, and things, you have to use this uh, yeah. the, the cereal grain rule. Uh, back in 2004, however, things did start to change. <gasps> 2004. What happened in 2004? Um, well, that's Kaiser Chiefs kind of were popular, I suppose. That was like 2004, 2005. They were only popular for a single year. No, that's what I was thinking, though. Um, the Employment album came out at that time, didn't it? They didn't listen to that much Kaiser Chiefs. Um, I was cool. <laughs> I only know that because when I was going to Japan in 2005, we were on about the I Predict a Riot song. So it could have been 2005 the album came out and not 2004, so I could be wrong. Hmm. Well, things happened for sure in 2004. Something must have happened, surely. I but mean, we were a bit young. Maybe, right maybe Britney Spears had a, a song or two. Oh, what if 2004 was the year Toxic came out and I didn't know? No, Toxic was later than no. that. That was 2006, I think. I feel like we get leeway because we were children at the time. Some of us were. You were two years older than me. Yeah. Don't you forget it. You. When did you go to Japan? When you were in year eight? 2005. I went in year 10. Year 10. Oh, okay. So I would have still been in lower school. I was in year nine. Then. Yeah, you were a wee little whippersnapper. I was like, ah, next. So back in 2004, things started to change. It's also worth noting, though, whilst we're still on about this molasses spirit, um, if you do include it, as uh, India does, as a type of whiskey, then the country actually drinks more whiskey than any other country in the world. Um, really? Yeah. They, their consumption is phenomenal. Nice. I mean, there's a lot of people in India. Yeah, it is insanely population dense. And um, this fact hasn't really been lost on the big producers who really want to increase sales in such a big market. India is a big kind of target market right now. So, Amrut is a distillery. Okay, first of all, it's pronounced Amrut. Amrut. Uh, It's a distillery that dates back to 1948, in fact. That's not that old, is it? Well, mm, no, but in the grand scheme of things, when you think about the Indian distilleries being set up, yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, there were newer Scottish distilleries than 1948. What? Some have been built today. What? Yeah. There are new distilleries being built all the time in Scotland. And in England, America, Wales, Ireland, other countries too. <laughs> wow. I don't know who's building new distilleries at the moment, but lots of countries are. Give us the planning permission. They were distill- their distillery dates back to 1948, and they've been distilling whiskey, but again, not we'd think what we'd think. They've been distilling whiskey, but it's not what we would think of as whiskey. So they've been distilling whiskey, but it's not what we would think of as whiskey? Exactly. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Uh, because it's just molasses kind of thing. Uh, since the 80s is what I was trying to get around to. And it was actually the first distillery to sell an internationally recognised Indian single malt using the barley rules. Oh, OK. They have three main styles where they do unpeated, heavily peated and lightly peated, which is called fusion. And I'll get back to that one in a moment. Fusion. Yes, it's called Amrut Fusion. It sounds so cool. It does. It tastes cool, too. It tastes cool. So the distillery is situated in Bangalore. Uh, the climate is a lot cooler uh, in, in this part of India uh, due to the altitude, and they use a lot of local ingredients as well. Um, uh, they do import some peated Scottish barley. Uh, the distillery began production with what we'd recognise as whiskey back in 2004, which is as I was saying, and has won several international awards since then. Whoa, seven or several? Several. I don't know the exact number. I dislike the phrase several because it's like... It contains numerous 
international awards. Yes. Sorry. But I hate when someone's like, oh, and then stir for several minutes. It's like, but how long exactly? Well, every, everyone's hobs has a different flame. So. Yeah. You see that flame? That's the flame it wants to be at. So the spirit tends to take on a more tropical flavour, such as pinapla, due to the maturation in Indian, in India. The cat... Oh, you know, this is why I leave you to the facts. Yeah. So, thanks for sneakily trying to subtly read my notes. The spirit tends to take on more tropical flavours, such as pineapple and banana. That's not actually written in there, but it, it is true. And living. Yeah, I, I use these as like a little just keep me on track thing more than anything. Okay, well, the punctuation is wild. That's why it's there to keep me on track. And due to the maturation in India, the casks soon impart a lot of flavour. You remember how I was saying that, like, with different climates, particularly like we were saying last time with the US, uh, but places like India, Taiwan, parts of Japan, the uh, the higher temperature and the humidity will start to affect the cask maturation. It matures a lot quicker. Yep, I remember that. I feel like I asked that question early, episode two, maybe. Maybe. You'll have to go back and listen to them. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I don't think it's fair for me to listen to my own genius. <laughs> I listen to them when you've edited them. I tell you what, let's leave it to the chat. People just, like, tell us right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, the live chat room we have going on. When they do use peat, um, they, they actually impart peated barley from Scotland to their specification before being distilled and matured on site. Okay. Um, sorry? That's that's a long distance. It is, yeah. Um, Pete is getting those a mile in. He is, yeah. Pete, Pete really. And he, he has to do it on foot, you know, as well. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Backpack full of peated barley. Oh. Wheelbarrow as well. Um, they, they do also use Indian barley, it's worth mentioning, but they don't use peated Indian barley. They always just use uh, unpeated. Um, now, fusion, as I was saying, is one of their more pop- or most popular expressions. Fusion. Um, yeah, fusion's one of their more popular expressions. Um, it's, it's one of a lot of awards fusion has. And it's lightly peated whiskey. It uses a combination of both, both the barley types. So 80% of the barley used in fusion is unpeated Indian barley, while the remaining 20% is heavily peated Scottish. This creates a nice balance between the two styles and, and a background smokiness that doesn't really overwhelm your palate. Nothing worse than an overwhelmed palate. Very true. I suppose now is as good a time as any to talk about Indian versus Scottish barley. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, can there be that much difference? And it turns out, yes, there is. Well, yeah, surely, because it would have mutated differently. Maybe not mutated, developed. Well, no, if it's from India originally, it would have evolved and changed to match the climate differently. There's a different strain of barley, though. Oh, man. Yes. So, it turns out that Scottish... And Indian barley actually have quite a bit of difference. It sounds really weird. Um, without getting too deep into the technical specifications and the science behind it, because I have to admit, I don't think my GCSE in biology really helps too much in this case. Didn't you do science at A-levels? Mm, chemistry, not not biology. They're different. I did the creative subject, so to me, all science is the same. <laughs> yeah, so it does turn out that um, Indian barley uh, basically... Indian barley is something called a six-row variety of barley, whereas Scottish only has two rows. Let me guess, it grows in six rows. It does, yeah. Apparently this is important. Uh, When you use the two-row variety Scotland uses, apparently you get more carbohydrates uh, as opposed to the protein levels, whereas six-row, which Indian barley has, is the other way around. You get more protein over the carbohydrates. (laughs) It's picturing some, like, gym bro chugging Indian whiskey. It's like the protein count, bro. (laughs) It's more higher. (laughs) It's all about the rows. All about the rows, man. Apparently, six row 
it, I have to admit, I've tasted the, the final product and I, I get where they're coming from. Six-row barley gives you a greater texture, viscosity, and richer, kind of more buttery mouthfeel, which is to do with the proteins and the fatty acids and like things like that. Like melted butter or solid butter? Like melted butter. It's kind like of a like... Slice of toast um, or... The only way I can describe it, it's not overpowering, but it's kind of like, um, for an aroma, uh, butter, buttersweet popcorn. Butter popcorn stuff. You know, you just uh, get that kind of buttery aroma sometimes. Yeah, I smell that and I'm like, oh, my lactose intolerance. <laughs> uh, and mouthfeel-wise, you do, you get a faint kind of butteriness as well to it. Like flora. Which brings us nicely to the second distillery in India we are going to be talking about. Paul John. Guess who set it up? Me? You set up the Paul John distillery. Oh, uh, sorry, I thought you meant set up the, the introduction. <laughs> to Paul John. Um, was it some someone called... Um, now, I feel like Paul John is going to be too obvious, so I'm going to say John Paul. <sighs> Sorry, wrong. It was set up in 2012 by a gentleman called Paul John. Fake news. His, he changed his name. Maybe, maybe. Originally, it was John Paul, and he was like, this will never sell. Now, Paul John Distillery is actually situated in Goa, uh, and it's quite close to the coast as well. It does tend to have a bit of a coastal feel to the spirit. It has that nice little little bit of a subtle sea saltiness to it. So alongside this and the different, the, you got the different climate for the maturation. Uh, the other big difference between Paul John and Amarut is that the distillery sources as much from India as possible. So with the exception of buying peat in and the casks, um, everything else is kind of locally sourced. So they still use Indian barley even when they peat it. Why do they buy peat in? Because there's not a lot of peat in India. So yeah, Paul John, they exclusively use this Indian barley, which gives you that kind of bit more of a, a buttery kind of feel to it. It also has this uh, little bit of a sea saltiness due to the location. Now, last time I checked, they had two warehouses. However, they were building a third one as well. Ooh. Um, which isn't too big a deal in the, in, in the grand scheme of things, but... With their two warehouses, one of them's above ground and the other is below. Ah, <gasps> a secret underground. Yep, they have like a, a, an warehouse. underground secret warehouse. That's where. That's if the apocalypse happens. That's where the whiskey goes to be safe. True. You'd be like, we yeah. gotta evacuate. Gets the bunker. Little whiskey just going little legs, and you still be like, well, it'd be the cask goblins probably picking up the casks and taking them out. Maybe. Okay, the cask goblins just go. Like little legs appear at the bottom of the thing, and like lifts them out of it. <laughs> These little legs. It'd be like a mimic, really, wouldn't it? Oh dear. You can go back to your talking. So when when they mature it in the warehouses, um, the one the the whiskey that's matured in the above ground warehouse actually ends up developing more of a spicy kind of oak note. Ooh. Yeah, it does, uh, because it's got the high higher temperature up there. A lot more of the oak interactions going on quicker. If they put the underground warehouse low enough, that would have a higher temperature. Yeah, I suppose if you if you had like lava pools near it and stuff, you just it could burn the casks. Crusts get out of through the mail and bore to the car. Sorry, magma pools, magma underground. I keep forgetting. You are a fool. I am a fool. When the when you sample the kind of the, the casks that have been underground, they they develop more of a, a kind of sweeter, fruity kind of spirit. There's a little bit of an oak spice still, but because uh, it is cool, rare, obviously underground. And uh, when they combine these these casks together, they they can create a variety of different flavors. Most of the whiskey is matured in ex-American oak casks, which they source from the Heaven Hill Distillery and Jack Daniel's Distillery as well. However, they also have done several releases using sherry casks. Which gives you that kind of nice richer one. Um, now, when, when they do the sherry cask ones, it, it goes a little bit more down the kind of richer, drier kind of side of sherry casks again due to the, the kind of flavour. It, it doesn't quite get as sweet as some of the other sherry casks. Or particularly when they've been using the Oloroso ones anyway. Um, they have done PX casks as well. Um, P90X? No, Pedro Jimenez casks. 
Um, so when they use the Oloroso and Pedro Jimenez sherry casks, you still get a lovely sweetness, um, but there is still that spice coming from the oaky uh, maturation. And it's this difference that really fascinates me when it comes to whiskey. Uh, I wouldn't want an Indian scotch. I wouldn't want an American scotch. I wouldn't want an Irish scotch. The only scotch I want to have is Scottish scotch, funnily enough. There's no point of a different country just recreating scotch. There really isn't. I want to try these different flavours. Paul John and Amaroop, they both do it different ways and they create some lovely whiskies. I slightly prefer Paul John. Personal taste. Not saying Amaroot is bad whiskey. Certainly not. I don't think I've ever seen Amaroot. I have shown you Amaru before. Anything you want to add? Um, any questions you have about Indian whiskey? Please feel free to ask me questions. I don't have any questions now. <laughs> uh, right, I suppose we'd better get on to the tasting section. Crack on. Where is the bottle? Well, now you can't open it because it's going to fizz over. I can hear it. Oh. it. Smells like whiskey. It smells like whiskey. This is actually a peated one. This is... I wasn't going to use this because I really find that the uh, unpeated kind of uh, Paul John really helps with that butteriness. You get a lot of lot more of that feel. Uh, but this is the only one I have. It's their select single, uh, their select cask rather, their peated select cask. It's bottled at cask strength. Oh, it's recycled. Yeah, it's, it's cask strength. It's uh, bottled at fifty five point five percent ABV, which is pretty strong. It is their peated release. Uh, matured, as I was saying, in uh, white oak American, ex-white oak American casks. I really like this one. If I have one bottle of Paul John open, I think it's always going to be this one. Unfortunately, it's not the best one to be reviewing for the buttery kind of mouthfeel because the peat does kind of hide that a little bit, but it's still there. Um, if you are interested in trying Paul John, I should probably add the one to try is uh, Brilliance. First of all, they have three to the core range, Brilliance, Edited and Bold. Bold is heavily peated, edited lightly peated, uh, brilliance completely unpeated. And I like these names. Yeah, they come up with some great names, don't they? And if you're just curious about it, either of those, any of those three are a great way to try, depending on your flavor styles. Brilliance is certainly a really nice introduction to it. They also do a new one called um, Paul John Nirvana. Ooh. Uh, and that has a picture of an elephant on the front of the box. Ah. And that one is kind of aimed as their introduction to the range now. It's kind of the one you might see in supermarkets and things. It's just, it's a little bit younger whiskey. It's at a lower price just so you can discover Paul John. And it's nice, but like I say, if you really want to appreciate the range, the bold, the brilliant, and the edited, those three are the ones you want to be uh, going for, really. <laughs> that sounds like such a detective. The bold, the brilliance, and the edited. <laughs> and it's just it's like nerdy kid that rolls that I have to like, choose like classic superhero belts like the ball the brilliant yeah hi guys i got my bag of all of stuff <laughs> got slightly off track petered uh, the petered select is actually petered to 35 parts per million which takes it to about to put it in context for people who like pete uh things like kalila uh kalila's petered to 35 parts per million and it uses both highland and isla peat so you get a nice bit of a woody earthy kind of smoke and a little bit of that iodine medicinal side to the peat about 70% of it is Highland, so it, it does give you more woody earthy smoke than, than the iodine side. Um, the Petered Select is around about six years old, but because of the maturation rate over there, it, it does taste older than just a six-year-old whiskey. It really is nice. It's cast strength, and like I say, I never tell anyone how to drink the whiskey, but it does benefit from a drop of water, I won't lie. Are you going to um, add water to this one? Uh, yes, I will try it neat, and then I'll add water to it. Do I get to smell any smell first? And it's my turn to smell! The whiskey! And that's a strong one, huh? That's a strong one. It's cast strength, I told you that. It smells like what you'd put. It smells like teen spirit. It's, it smells like, um... Okay, now close your eyes and travel with me for this one. 
Okay, it smells like old the old times, but the times where they put alcohol-soaked bandages on wounds in the middle of a battlefield, in you know, like a white tent. And ah, uh, we're we're soldier people, and we're not happy about you bandaging this one soldier person. I don't know much about the wars. Anyway. Are we talking cannons or? Yeah, cannon uh, times. They don't have cannons anymore. It's weird how we just don't have those ever. Not once. They just faded from existence. So that was a journey. It was a small one, I'll admit, but I can't really delve much into the wars as I don't know any of them. If anyone from Paul John happens to be listening to this at any one point, that wasn't my view. That was my brother's view. I actually really like your whiskey. No, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it smells like... Saying it smells like medical-grade alcohol doesn't maybe help. Well, I don't know what's an insult. I don't know anything about whiskey. (laughs) I'm just carrying on a dream here. So... You know, supplies were low in the war times. Maybe they had to... Really, that that whiskey could have saved lives. It's a compliment. The select cask actually has a little bit more sweeter kind of side to it than bold, which is the, the standard heavily peated version that they do. This is kind of a, a little bit different. Uh, and that's partly because the casks are actually matured in the underground warehouse I was telling you about. Oh. Uh, it's a little bit sweeter. It's a little bit more fruity. There's still a little bit of a spice, and that peatiness really does come through on it. And also, this is true with all... Paul John whiskies. There is a little bit of a coastal sea salty note to it as well. There is. There is at the back. I really just got the... You really need... I, I really am just going to sit you down one afternoon and just pour out all these whiskies and just let you nose them so you can see these differences I'm on about. That's fine. I'll be like, sherry, 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 alcohol, <laughs> sherry. Like I say, unfortunately, the peat kind of hides the butteriness I was trying to find. Does it make you crave toast? No. Uh, Makes me just kind of want to drink the whiskey. Now, like I said, I was trying this. Uh, I just tried it at cast strength first. It's strong. It is strong. You feel it on the finish. Um, you do feel it a little bit on the on the tongue as well. The alcohol. It, it, you can tell it is, is high in the ABV. It does have the lingering kind of smoke. Uh, it is certainly more woody earthy, but there's a little bit of the iodine side comes through. The overall feel is there's a little bit of that sweetness as well, but it, it really is when you add the water and it opens up. That I love this whiskey like a door to a treasure trove. <gasps> Like, like, um, the, the Cave of Wonders. Cave of Forbidden Wonders. Oh, listen. Get your Aladdin law right. But I will admit that film is good for the one song. The Prince Ali one. Yeah. It's really good. So this is now. in your head. So this is now, uh, with, with some water added? No, it still has the same smell, surely. Hmm? Like, water doesn't smell of anything, so. No, but when you lower the alcohol you're able to pick up on some more things because the alcohol basically like starts to burn your nose a little bit so you don't pick up the senses. Yeah, and that's why I got bandages. <laughs> so with alcohol, did they used to do that? They did, right? I'm thinking of even like the ancient... Greeks oh, they soak bandages in alcohol to, to sterilise wounds and things. They use yeah. alcohol. But it's not like... I mean, you could use whiskey, but they tried to use medical-grade alcohol where possible. It smells smoky. It does smell smoky. That's because it's a peated whiskey. Well, now I'm picking up on that. Less than bandages. I mean, because, more than bandages. Because, like I say, that alcohol level's just been dropped down. The the um, the higher alcohol c- tends to, like... It does. It effectively numbs the senses in your nose a little bit. And so, yeah, you get this lovely kind of rounded uh, oaky smokiness. You get nice kind of... Um, you still pick up on that sweetness a little bit. It's really nice because you get this nice kind of warming spice, the smoke, and this kind of... Although you get this lingering smoke, it's more sweeter. You get like a honeyed sweetness just on the finish and things. Ooh, uh, 
Not like Jack Daniels, honey. No, I was going to say like that Hoosier song about, uh, it's about honey wine, I think. I apologise, it's honeyed wine, yeah. Just had to go through the lyrics. And that was Paul John, Amarut, Indian whiskey, and a tasting of Paul John petered select cask. Now let me try. And that was Paul John. That was Paul John. I don't remember. Amarut. The other distillery is Amarut, yes. Petered select cask. You could have literally just read the bottle. I I didn't know which part I was reading. Petered select cask. Yeah, but there's so many words going on. I've read the Paul John bit. Give me a break. Well, this has been Cast Cares. Thank you for listening. I've been Luke. That's been Jordan. We're no longer under those names. We've changed them. We've gone into a great escape. We're hiding now from the whiskey law. Ah. But L-O-R-E. The law is trying to catch up with us. So if you liked what you heard here... <laughs> I thought the law and the law one would have <laughs> such a different tech context yeah. on that side. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't want to deal with the law. It's all head cannons now. Okay, so if you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe on whichever podcasting platform you use. It really does help us. And more importantly, mainly to others listening and discovering this show. So if you like whiskey, and if you like me talking about nothing and Jordan talking about things, then I guess do that. You can also visit our website. Send us an email if you have any questions. Questions. The links are in the description below, so give a clicky click and just go over there. And as always, we'll leave you with this one editing goof. Yeah, it does has a variety of differences. So it turns out Scottish and Indian barley actually has a variety of different dis- yeah. So it turns out. Are you okay? So it turns spiritually, out. Spiritually. So it turns out. Emotionally. So it turns out. Physically. So it turns out. Mentally. So it turns out. Look, we're nearly at ten o'clock.